And if that does not occur, if you choose to use a designer and they don't put it in writing that you own those assets, mm -hmm. the ownership actually may, is maintained by the graphic designer themselves right. as creative works. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that. So no, that's where people come into problems later on yeah. when their graphic designers moved on or they've you know um, decided not to be in the industry anymore or you know who knows what happens yep. trying to obtain those rights can be Don't really difficult <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Marketing Wingman Podcast, the podcast where we bring you helpful tips and advice on websites, Google, and social media. All right, cool. Thank you. Thanks for waiting on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, this is podcast number two. I'm Nathan George from Pixeled, and today we have a special guest who is Kate from Dinko Studio. Hello, Kate. Hey. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And Kate is the owner of a branding agency. I'll let you explain a little bit more about D&Co Studio. Yeah, what sure. is D&Co? D&Co is an agency specialising in branding. Mm -hmm. We're an award-winning agency, mm -hmm. which is very exciting. Um, so we've been in business now for about... I would be in the industry for 10 years and wow. D&Co has been around for about five years Okay, yeah. and you've got some pretty amazing clients. Yeah. Uh, tell, us some, tell us a bit about some of your bigger clients. Give us a big brag. <laughs> big brag. Okay. Um, some of our clients include, um, well, local ones include um, Sarah Henderson, the federal member for Corangamite. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got Barwon Timber. Um, Royal Dalton is an international one. I saw that. That's a massive, yeah. massive get for you. Yeah, that's huge. And um, you're designing a range of products for them? Yes. Yeah, we've done a few um, product ranges for them, more particularly um, home fragrance. Mm -hmm. So we've done one that's been launched internationally um, and now we've got three or – no, it's now four other ones in the pipeline wow. for them. How, how did you come about working with Royal Dalton? I have to know. Well – it came through our website. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Designed by Pixel. No, it wasn't designed by Pixel. Built by Pixel. Developed by Pixel. Developed by Pixel. Designed yeah. by D&Co Studio. Yep. It yeah. was an online inquiry through um, a B&I referral and yep. they went to our website and did all the, you know, checking out of us, That's making quite sure. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, cool. And then it came through online, so. Fantastic. Yeah. And the other one who I knew nothing about that you are quite happy about is Karen Millen. Karen Millen, yes. So um, I don't yep. know who that is. Karen Millen is a fashion brand. So if, yeah. I, if I was into fashion and a female, I'd probably know about yeah. that. Or maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, very good. Okay. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that I guess um, a lot of small businesses when they talk to a branding agency or they're, they're considering a brand mm. is that they get a little bit confused between a brand and a logo. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the difference between a brand and a logo? Sure. The difference between a brand and a logo is the fact that a brand is more of the entire experience that someone has when coming in contact with a business or mm -hmm. the brand itself. Mm -hmm. Whereas a logo is just the identifier of the business. So it mm -hmm. would be a visual representation where it has type, an icon, mm -hmm. colours, that sort of thing. So that's the logo. The brand is everything that encompasses 
um, the experience that someone has when dealing so with So that, that could be um, things in a store? Yeah, it would be everything. It'd be people's uniforms, how they present themselves. Um, how they speak to me? How they speak to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their online presence, yeah. um, social media, packaging. Yeah. It's endless pretty much. So DNK Studio is obviously more about developing brands yes. than it is lo- logo. You definitely do logos, yeah. but yeah. you are more about developing brands. Well, it's just yeah, it's thinking more about okay, so how would this translate throughout the whole branding experience? It mm-hmm. has to be seamless and flow, um, and also be um, it encompasses their personality and their values too. So mm. there's a lot more to it than just it looking pretty. A lot of businesses probably wouldn't define those mm. things. They're probably selling themselves a bit short by not going through that process and defining their brand. They think that they can get away with um, a cheap logo yeah. and that looks good to me mm. without really thinking about what their brand is. Mm. So what sort of steps um, would you take? What sort of um, – what goes into a like a – when you work with a client, what sort of things do you find for to find for them in a brand? Absolutely. Well, we have a whole process that we go through when we're working with a client to define their brand and when we're working on their um, their logo as well. So it's all part of the same process, Mm -hmm. but it helps them to get more out of, okay, so what am I actually about? What do I want to achieve? Mm -hmm. Who's my clientele? Mm -hmm. Um, Where do I want to be in five years' time? It's actually that in-depth. So, And do you think that you're your clients know what they know these things at the start or do you sort of tease it out or do you direct them or Um, not necessarily and sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge for some clients because it can be quite not confronting in a bad way but they're like okay I haven't really considered that yet but it allows them to think more deeply about that just like us I assume you get the same response to who is my target audience yes and it's usually yes. everybody yeah. or everybody in Geelong. <laughs> Everyone who wants a brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or anyone who has money. Sure. Those yeah, well, things. that too. Yeah. 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 So defining a, a, an ideal target audience can be tough for a lot of people. Yeah. They haven't really thought about it or they feel like they're being pigeonholed yeah. by defining an by audience. By niching down. Yeah. 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 And you, that can be scary, mm. um, especially when you think you might be missing out on opportunities or cutting yep. yourself out of opportunities, but it's Especially actually, when you're new, that's the fear, yeah. I guess, that you're going to lose lose money, lose yep. opportunities, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I guess by defining a, a target audience, you're really just saying my ideal customer. You don't have to exclude others, but you're really just saying yeah. this is my ideal. Yes, this is the ideal person that I would like to work with yeah. on a one-to-one basis or, you know, ongoing basis or... Yep. Absolutely. And it helps. It helps to be really clear about that because then you attract more of those sort of audiences mm. um, by using your brand properly. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. And um, there's a few things I need to congratulate you on. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, the birth of your lovely boy. Yes. My little boy, Rory. Yep. He's now nine weeks old. And yep. You know, you've thrown into parenthood <laughs> and you've decided to uh, get a new office yes. in Packington Street. Yeah, we literally moved in two days after I gave birth. I was still wow. in the hospital yeah. and my partner was moving furniture for us. Yeah, so. wow. <laughs> Taking on a lot. Uh, there was a fair bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. But, but it's an incredible studio and I have Danielle there, my designer. Yeah. Um, so we're building our team. and I've been out there for yeah. a, a look and it's quite a, a beautiful view over... Is that um, Autumn Street? John yeah, West um, I don't know what the Garden. park's name is. But yeah. yeah, nice, 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 nice little spot. Yeah, yeah. 
okay, so uh, I guess what I've invited you to here today mm. is to talk about some tips on branding and things that um, all businesses could benefit from. Mm. So um, what would be three tips? Let's start with the first. What would be your, your number one tip yeah. when somebody is considering a brand more so than a logo? Yeah. Well, I suppose the... The most cost-effective one that I can think of would be just being consistent. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of times that I've come across a business that has a great presence, but they're not consistent with the manner in which they communicate it. So they might have completely different colours, completely different typefaces. Mm -hmm. There's no visual cohesion across everything that they've got. Mm -hmm. um, so when people are interacting with, it might be a flyer or web or anything like that they're not entirely certain that it's the same business yeah um so i think that yeah the most important thing would be obviously just be really consistent about how you're communicating your brand visually um and then define that at the outset it just makes it a lot easier yeah so i was gonna say i am probably guilty of being <laughs> inconsistent and you know, say the, that. the graphics that I use on social media or on my website or printed material, I try, I try to be consistent, but yeah. because I, I haven't really defined a great um, style mm. guide or, mm. or brand mm. that it is just really based on my mood. Yeah. And I know that's a mistake uh, that I just design what I think at the time. And yeah. um, some days it's dark colors, some days it's lighter colors. Um, so I'm probably losing a little bit in that brand. I've got some idea, but I'm, I'm, I know it could be better. Yeah. Um, so defining that uh, is it to define your brand with the mm. is it a style guide or yeah, is, it, is it something simpler than that or a style guide doesn't have to be pages and pages and pages of jargon that you're not going to look at. Yep. you can just it can just be a simple one pager mm -hmm. that has your color codes, your typefaces, and the sort mm -hmm. of imagery that you might want to use, like photographic imagery. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be complex. So what about those sort of those people that like to change colors all the time and they like to bit you know change it up and have green one day pink the next i mean like that's all good and well but if it's like if there's a reason for it and it's defined in your brand in your yep. style guide yeah, absolutely yeah. that makes yep. sense i suppose um using too many colors might come across as you're not really certain um you know in what direction you want to go with your brand mm -hmm. it might come across looks less professional yeah yeah. If it's not done well, if it's done well, like for example, if Telstra uses a lot of different colours, mm -hmm. um, but they've done it exceptionally well because yeah. they've been quite clear in how they do it. Yeah, they've got it's the full spectrum. Yeah. But it's the same yeah. colours within that spectrum every yeah. time. And, and it's very consistent the way that they've done it. So yeah. every time you see the Telstra brand, it's very well defined and yeah, the yeah, manner yeah, in which yeah. they use that colour. So I must admit, I've looked at the Telstra brushes many a time yep, and wanted to, wanted to copy, <laughs> copy their styling. It's really nice. Love a gradient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. so that's a good tip. So keep consistent, mm. um, but define... Yeah. Something. Absolutely. I'd, I'd recommend just a one-page style guide. Yeah. It's It makes life a lot easier, especially mm -hmm. if you're a business owner that it's time poor. Um, you can just refer back to it really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, it keeps your social media stuff really consistent as well because mm -hmm. you're using the same colours. Um, One yeah. thing I notice as a web developer is uh, consistency of photography is a big yeah, thing. Yeah, it is massively. Uh, it yeah. used to be that you could grab any stock photo and use it and, yeah. you know, it was a professional photo, so that was good enough. It yeah. looked good. But now the standards yeah. are so much higher yeah. that if it's a particular style of photography, 
maybe it's like a product on a white background and then you go to something that looks a bit more organic Absolutely. or something. Absolutely, yeah. With it makes a massive difference yeah. and everything's quite consistent. You can tell. And and on one hand, you think, oh, it's boring to use the same style of photo, mm. but it's it's recognisable as your brand from yeah, that point absolutely. on. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so we use a great photographer, Jake Hogan, for, yeah. for our stuff and some of our clients' work, but his style is quite recognisable and I, and I feel the same way when we post that if someone's flicking through our feed that they would they know they would recognise that as us. Exactly, yeah. exactly right. And photographs make such an impact. Mm. Um, like Jake would already have told you, obviously. Yeah. But they make such a difference, especially when someone's interacting with a brand for the first time. Yeah. They want to make sure that who they're, you know, wanting to get advice from or who to deal with in business, that particular brand mm. is the real deal. Mm. And that they're going to get what they're paid for, the consistency. It's, and it's the a right, subtle thing. It's a subtle thing, but it's it's super powerful. It is. It yeah. builds trust. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Good mm. tip. Cool. Number two. Right. Um, oh, yep. Define your, your unique selling proposition. I know that sounds like a real jargon kind of term. Marketing term. Marketing term. So a unique selling proposition is basically, okay, what makes you, you unique? Mm-hmm. Um why do people want to do business with you? What sets you apart? Yep. Um, what, yeah, just really defining that that little bit that just puts you head and shoulders above everyone else. Mm-hmm. How you do it differently, that yep. sort of thing. Okay. And that can be really hard to yeah. do. Yeah, so I'm thinking of my own mm. um, unique selling proposition and, yep. I, and I, I always, we primarily focus on website development. I mm. think ours is that we develop... Uh, high-performance WordPress websites mm. with complex functionality. Yeah, now absolutely. A lot of people could, a lot of web developers could say that. I'd, I'd like to hope that we can actually deliver on that. <laughs> is that unique enough? Um, Should we niche down on? You know? It is, but I think the manner in which you do it is what makes your brand unique. It's mm-hmm. you have you've maintained your sense of humour, yeah. like. Pixeled as a business, and yep. it comes through online, and it comes through social media, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's the personality aspect of it, not just what you deliver. Yeah. is what people respond to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the fact that you put a face to the name and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's the engaging part of your brand. So, how can somebody out there who hasn't got or has no idea of their yeah. USP? Yeah, how can they start? What's what's mm. what is really bad? What's a really bad USP? What's a really bad USP? Or trying to be like everyone else, I suppose. Like that's not unique. Yeah. Um, I often hear if I ask um, a new website client, mm. I, I often hear that they say that they're um, that they're, they're everything to anyone. Basically, like they don't, they can't mm. really um, yeah. explain what's unique about them, mm. um, and that their audience is everyone. Mm. Uh, it's hard sometimes to to really define what is unique. Absolutely. Yeah. So for a coffee shop, how can they say, well, we make better coffee? Well, everyone says it they could make be that, better coffee. But maybe they might make exceptional almond milk coffee or cater to vegans or, yeah. you know, something that sets them apart. Okay. Just that little bit yeah. that people go out of their way to want to be there. Yeah, okay. So yeah. something a little bit more niche. Yeah. Hmm. You don't have to be completely exclusive. Like it just could be, you, like for example, the green little green corner yes. cafe. Fantastic They've made a, an amazing business out of being sustainable and mindful about the environment. They're and, extremely and passionate about their yeah. their USP. And people go out of their way to go there because mm-hmm. 
they love that. They love the fact that they source locally, that they use local produce, that they're mindful about wastage. That's huge. So I guess it, it makes me think, so you need to think less about, I guess, business and money. It's almost about thinking about what impact your business yeah. has. and Yeah. Um, or finding that little piece of passion. Okay, why am I yeah. so passionate about what I do? Um, how can I translate that into my unique selling proposition? Mm. How does that work? So I think that's a good one to have, but I, I do think it's a tough one. It is tough. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, like, I think it really helps to talk with other people around you, mm-hmm. um, just even having a chat about, okay, so what would you say from an outsider's point of view would be, you know, our unique selling proposition? Sometimes getting the perspective of someone else really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to be in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> just having a chat yeah, yeah, <laughs> can yeah. really help. Yes. Um, yeah, I love the third, the, the complete um, third party that knows nothing about yeah. what you do yeah. can often give you the best insights. Yeah. Mm. And maybe the most brutal too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we like brutal feedback here. We love brutal feedback because we love to give brutal feedback too. Um, all right, great, great. Okay, what about a third and last um, tip sure. on branding? Okay, so I think that being across, this is going to sound really quite niche, but it would really depend on whom you decide to get your branding done through. But mm-hmm. being really aware of copyright law. Mm-hmm can really make and break a business. Go on, tell me more. So what's... Um, yeah. What do so I need to consider there? going to Fiverr and getting, you know, mm-hmm. your $5 logo, I'd, I'd imagine that most people would be aware that what they're getting may not necessarily be unique and yes. therefore could not be copyrighted. And we would never recommend going to Fiverr for a logo no, anyway. probably not. But um, that being said, even if you're sourcing a local designer... Yes. Um, they also need to be quite aware of copyright and because if you want to go and get your brand registered or your sorry your logo registered mm-hmm. it has to go through a proper process mm-hmm. and to ensure that that's absolutely unique it needs to be designed so it is unique and that it's not taking stock imagery mm-hmm. and not um, you know taking inspiration from mm-hmm. other well-known brands yes um, so I suppose that's just yeah part of the process really Okay, so uh, you and your business, Dean Coast Studio. Yes. How do you how do you cover that aspect? Absolutely. Well, I've had to be really quite well versed in copyright law. Yep. Um, just because I help, I think that it helps my clients by being knowledgeable in that aspect. Yep. Um, and it's helped me understand. Okay, so how can we pass this value on to our clients? Um, but I also deal directly with. Um, lawyers that that specialize in that area right if they want something that's a bit more in depth and yep. like trademarking and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing because um, you need to protect your brand and if it's not if it's not protected anyone can take it so that's a real if it's not trademarked or copyrighted that's, that's <laughs> something that i guess most businesses should really consider because it's yeah. in the early days you might not care yeah your business is small you think the impact of that is quite yeah small Mini- like but when you skill, when you blow up and your business is suddenly worth something, yeah, that becomes really important. And if someone can steal your brand or steal mm. your your logo identity, it can be a, quite a big issue. Right. Um, I would say not a lot of graphic designers would even 
mention that yeah. in the process. Yeah. Not not having a go at any other graphic designers, but that's a it seems like a, a fairly important step in the process. It's massively important. And when we create a brand for a client, we ensure that we assign copyright to them. Yeah. So it's transferred from D and Co. To so that's that's your guarantee that absolutely. it is original, Ab- absolutely. and then you are passing on the ownership rights absolutely to your client. And if that does not occur, if you choose to use a designer and they don't put it in writing that you own those assets, mm-hmm. the ownership actually may, is maintained by the graphic designer themselves right. as creative works. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that. So no, that's where people come into problems later on yep. when their graphic designers moved on or they've you know um, decided not to be in the industry anymore or you know who knows what happens. Yep. Trying to obtain those rights can be really difficult i've had quite a few clients come to me saying my graphic design is not responding or you know my previous graphic design is not responding what do i do and i say look it out of your hands yeah Yeah, it's done can't really Mm. assist because it's been created by that designer you might be looking at a rebrand at that stage yeah well they've had to Mm. a a few of my clients have had to (laughs) so it gets really sticky so just being across that is really important especially Mm. if you want to scale your business and want to grow yeah um making sure you own your brand your brand is where all the value is if you ever want to try and sell your business the brand is is where it is and make sure if you're working with a designer that they um assign the copyright to you yeah um as the brand owner or the identity owner so yeah yeah. fantastic all right well that's three amazing tips on branding (laughs) um if somebody wanted to get a bit more advice on their brand maybe they're reworking but maybe building a new brand yeah how can they get in contact with you Kate? they can get in contact with me through my pixel designed or <laughs> developed website yeah which is that which is at what address uh deancostudio.com.au yep and um also through email kate at deancostudio.com.au yep and pretty good insta feed too instagram or facebook i'm more than happy to chat to anyone even if they just want advice yep that's and sometimes branding can be a bit of a sticky kind of subject mm. especially if you're not sure of what you're meant to be doing with it yeah um, i'm more than happy to chat amazing yeah all right thanks kate thanks cool. for coming on the podcast thank you <laughs> and yeah uh thanks everybody else for listening cool thank you bye <laughs>